York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Welcome in. Uh, it is New York Game Day, and it is Week 17. And both the Giants and the Jets are still alive in their playoff hopes and aspirations the Giants more so in the driver's seat they are home today taking on the Colts they win they're in as for the Jets uh, they need a lot to happen for them they have a five percent chance of making it to the postseason they're on the left coast they're in Seattle taking on the Seattle Seahawks as we know Mike White is going to be under center yet again 13 points better QB rating than Zach Wilson that should give Jets fans a little bit of hope but not only that, they have to beat Seattle, they have to beat the Dolphins, and a few other teams have to lose in order for their path to make it to the postseason. They went from uh, 70, I, w- I want to say their their highest percentage total was 78% chance of making it to the postseason a few weeks ago, and then of course uh, lost a number of games, and here we are at 5%. So that's the storyline today. We're getting you ready for both these games. I always love it when they play at separate times. The Giants are playing at 1, the Jets are playing the 4 o'clock, the later afternoon games. So uh, we're, we're here for it all. We're going to have um, Jordan Renan join us. We're going to have Rich Samini join us. It's always Mike Tenenbaum. But of course, the wonderful, fabulous, former Super Bowl champ, giant great, Matthias Kiwanuka joins us now on New York Game Day. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year. Good morning to you, too. Thanks for the intro. So I, um, I, I follow you on all things social media, and I saw you posted, <laughs> are you somewhere fun with your two beautiful children? I am. Uh, my girlfriend, my children, and I, uh, we did a staycation, uh, Costa de Esta in Vero Beach. Very nice hotel. Mm. Uh, you know, pretty low-key, you know, a couple friends and, and uh, you know, just bringing in the new year the right way. Love it. Love it. Love you? it. Love it. Um, like, I had to be up at 530 this morning. So, yeah. I, 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 yeah. So, I was, I was, I was pretty... <laughs> I was pretty low key myself. Um, you lived in Hoboken, so uh, went Absolutely. to uh, went to dinner uh, early dinner at Elysian Cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, love Elysian. Love the fact that they had a bunch of TVs on. Of course, was watching the college football games. Which, by the way, uh, I, I I neglected to mention. If you're just waking up, I don't know. Uh, maybe you weren't paying attention to the scores, but uh, but but of course the 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 college football playoffs. Um, we we have we know who's going to be competing. I'm trying to call up the scores now. Uh, we know who's going to be competing for the national championship. TCU beat Michigan. Hey, now I wasn't expecting that. Listen, full disclosure. You know me. I'm all transparent. I laid the seven. Um, it was it was seven and a half. I laid it with the seven, so I lost. I I did not do well last night, so I lost. Who knew? TCU came out to play. And Alabama, of course, uh, and, and that's not part of the championship. Alabama took care of Kansas State earlier in the day, 45 to 20. But then, of course, Georgia and Ohio State, boy, this game came down to the wire. And Georgia won by one point, 42 to 41 by a field goal. So um, a missed field goal, I should say, right? So, uh, So now your championship. In college football is going to be Georgia against TCU. How about that? Really exciting stuff uh, next Monday. So that's going to be awesome. So anyway, uh, was at Elysian Cafe, had a nice dinner, and then kind of did the rounds. Uh, visited a few friends in around Hoboken, popped in here, popped in there, um, you know, walked around, got an Uber, of course, was responsible, didn't drive. 
And I came home right after right after the ball dropped. I came nice. home and, and went straight to bed. So yeah. both of us, both of us, very responsible professionals. That that's my thing, though. I, I enjoy, <laughs> you know, being out there, seeing the ball drop, and then being back in bed. <laughs> so uh, so anyway, for all of us here at at ninety eight point seven ESPN, uh, we wish you and everyone out there a very happy and healthy new year that's for sure let's dive into it on and let's start with the first game and that's that's the giants right uh they are home they're hosting the colts and they are in the driver's seat right and they have an opportunity here they lost last week but what are you going to do 61 yard field goal i mean come on um but they're in the driver's seat daniel jones uh I think he 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 potentially could have a big game here. Saquon Barkley. Uh, this is a Colts team that man. Uh, they've just been the last two weeks. As uh, soon as Jeff Saturday took over, uh, you know they they won that first game that Jeff had coached. There was a lot of excitement uh, about you know what was going on with the Colts. But the last few games they've just looked horrendous. I, I think this is a no brainer. Easy. I don't want to say easy. I shouldn't use the word easy. Nothing's easy in the NFL. We know that. Uh, but I'll use the word shocked. How about that? I'll be shocked yeah. if the Giants don't win today, Kiwi. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is one of those games that, um, you know, a lot of it has already taken place. You know, like, did you take this week seriously? Were you preparing the way that you're supposed to prepare? Did you get in bed, you know, at a reasonable hour? Are you, you know, are you being a professional? Like, they, you know, they've come up in games that they should have, they should have won or that we consider them, you know, you know, being heavily favored in. But, you know, this is this is one of those tests. You know, you gotta, you gotta have that that playoff mentality this deep into the playoffs, and you know, like they they don't have a lot of experience in that area. So you know, um, you know, Daniel Jones, and I know you and I, you and I talk about this quite frequently on the program, and and that is, and and again, even though the Giants lost last week, and the Minnesota Vikings have one of the worst, and this is what I don't understand, Kiwi. How does a team have arguably the worst defense in the NFL, let alone the second worst pass defense in the NFL and they've won they win 11 or 12 games it's does that not, is that not blood I mean because what happened to the notion defense wins championships mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but yeah. um but so I, I think they, I think Daniel looked looked great last week even though again they lost 61 yard field goal but I think Daniel looked uh, yet another week of sitting here and saying look what is what's this Giants team waiting for like mm-hmm. extend his contract right yeah I, I think at this point you know they're you know they're you know, they've already said they're not going to do anything or, you know, however, however they're going to, you know, position themselves. But I, I don't think there's much left for him at his age with everything that he's gone through to, to really go out there and prove. If there's a better option than him out there, then, then I would like to see it. Um, but, you know, especially from listening to the way that, you know, his teammates talk about him, talk about his preparation, his toughness, his, his leadership, you know, it, it's going to be, you're going to be hard pressed to go out and find somebody. Yeah, maybe you could find somebody who's as talented, but can you find somebody who's going to, you know, gather that locker room and, and be able to, to get the most out of his teammates? I just, I don't see it happening, you know, but, um, you know, he's, he's definitely positioned himself. He's put himself, he's done everything the right way, meaning like, you know, you don't hear him you know, griping and complaining about the contract. He goes out there, continues to play. Um, so, you know, as a player, former player, you know, I hope that he is rewarded handsomely for, you know, them taking all the way to the stretch. You know, when you go in there, you know, don't don't even don't even put a mask on. You know, just just tell them, hey, listen, this is what I want. You made me play it all the way out. Now, now you got to listen to me. Well, you know, it's it's interesting. We're sitting here talking about like, you know, what are the Giants waiting for? The Giants should offer him this. The Giants should offer him that. You know, who's mm-hmm. to say that? You know, there's going to be other. T- listen, there's going to be other teams that are. 
that are going to come knocking for Daniel. Daniel Jones is a top 20 quarterback in the NFL. And there are a number of teams out there that oh, yeah. um, that would love his services. Right so I know we're sitting here. I know we, we we sit here and we're like, man, you know what? You know what's what, what's what are the Giants waiting for? Well, mm-hmm. you know maybe maybe this is a situation that um, that will benefit. Again, I'm not expecting Daniel to go anywhere. I do expect him to be the starting quarterback for the Giants next year, if not for the next two or three years. But with that being said. Um, it's not Daniel is not woe is me. Okay, I there 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 will be a number of teams out here that are going to want his services. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it, it would be a shame. I mean, we don't even want, we don't need to get into that, but it, it'd be a shame if he were to to walk out that building. But at the same time, you know, I always say like you, the man's got to do his business and do what's best for for he and his family. And you know, the Giants have had a chance to 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 get him locked in, and they didn't do it. So if at the end of the day he decides that it's not best for him, you know. And then he's got to do what he's got to do. And I wouldn't you know, look at him any kind of way. Yeah. And I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this conversation because again, I think we, we're both in agreement here that we do believe that Daniel Jones will return and be the starting quarterback for the giants. It's just working out. What are they going to do? Are they going to tag him? Are they going to, you know, move some money around? How are they going to make that fit along with Saquon Barkley? As for the jets, they're on the left coast, getting ready to take on the Seattle Seahawks and Mike white now back under center, 13 points, better QB rating than Zach Wilson. But here, here's where I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. How does Mike White starting re- rejuvenate mm-hmm. a defense? What what does what does Mike White starting do for that Jets defense today, Kiwi? The, fir- the first thing it does is it gives you a break, you know, without constant three and outs, without you know um, inconsistent play, full of turnovers. You know, when you get to the sideline and you know defensive coaches are trying to huddle everybody up and sit down on the bench, you know these guys are probably so custom, so accustomed to you. Know, you come off to the sideline, don't don't lose your helmet. Make sure you know exactly where your helmet's going to be because you're going to have to go running back out. So, so the first thing you do is it improves the communication um, from the defense because you can get the calls from upstairs down to the sideline and have time to disseminate all the information and get everybody on the same page and you're not just playing off of you know just just instinct um and then also it's it's the energy right so if they if it if they come out and they have that same energy and enthusiasm that they did the first time he was inserted into the lineup i mean this is a this is a professional football team like these guys on defense are playing very professional it is very difficult to play good defense and to keep you know your motivation and to keep you know your your skill level high and to you know keep looking at the prize down the line when you have such horrible play on the other side of the ball uh, it's deflating um, it's tiring literally physically because you're you're out on the on the on the field you know much faster than you're expecting to in normal games um, and it's deflating so you, know, you got to tip your hat to the guys like they've they've done a great job this year of showing that as individuals and as a group they're really good so what I think the main thing it does is it gives them you know a fresh break you know every time they come off the field and then it helps get the communication even better than what it's been um, absolutely. Um, 800-919-3776. And so funny you said, like, d- like, keep, hold on to your helmet. Um, over under, over under how many times you've misplaced your helmet and, and you couldn't, you couldn't get in on the first play back because you forgot where you put it. <laughs> how many times, ha- I think, how many times I, that happened to you? Pro- rookie year, uh, 
it, it wasn't it wasn't that I always misplaced. I don't think it's probably it's probably not more than like two or three in my whole career. Because what what happens is you don't realize when you get to the NFL, somebody's responsible for coming around and cleaning your helmet. You know, every in between every single you know uh, series. So what happens as a rookie, you don't have that in college. In college, your helmet just sits on the side, right? But when right. you get to the league, somebody picks it up, takes it, and if you have scuffs and all that kind of stuff, they're they're you know they're they're messing with it. Um, so you don't realize that. So you get up and you start panicking, like where's my helmet? Where's my helmet? Somebody will come and bring it to you. They're very aware. They're very astute. They know exactly where you are if they have your helmet. But there are a couple times when I I was legitimately freaked out that I couldn't. Um, find my helmet there was also another time we played in Detroit and I had a concussion and they took my helmet away from me and I was <laughs> they had had the conversation with me about not going in apparently I forgot and I was the same thing I was freaking out because I couldn't I couldn't find it but no you you as a professor by the time you get to the league you 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 generally know where your helmet is as long as it's not you know OC or Tuck or Dave Tollison messing with you and hiding it from you or something like that you're you're good well, I've, I've misplaced my helmet quite a few times where we had to call timeout and I got, and, and then the next, next day of practice, I had to, I had to like do all kinds of run labs, doing Oklahoma drills, all kinds of stuff that, uh, that just, yeah, it was not good. Anyway, uh, New York game day presented by Slowman's call 866 oil deal to see how much you can save this winter on heating oil. Also brought to you by Bud Light. Enjoy your game day. Um, Driven by Coach USA as well. Make your commute to the city easy on a Coach USA bus for schedules and fares. Go to CoachUSA.com or uh, download the Coach USA app to buy, store, and scan your tickets. Also brought to you by Stoli Elite Ultra Premium Vodka. Enjoy Stoli Elite responsibly. Hopefully you did that last night, uh, bringing in the new year. Uh, again, Anita Marks and Matthias Kiwanuka. You're listening to New York Game Day. Jordan Renan's going to be joining us in about 10 minutes. Uh, so we'll do an even deeper dive into... Uh, this Giants uh, Giants Colts matchup. So stay tuned for that. When we come back, I uncovered some really interesting statistics about Geno Smith from this year, and I'm going to share those with you, which I think are pretty jaw dropping. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Matthias Kiwanuka, Anita Marks, and you, 800-919-3776. New York Game Day brought to you by Bud Light. Enjoy your game day. Um, also brought to you by Eisner Amper. Eisner Amper developing winning game plans for business. Moving forward together, EisnerAmper.com. Also brought to you by Samuel Institute for Pain Management for a pain-free life. Visit SamuelPain.com today. So get this, Kiwi. Geno Smith, who as we know, of course, at one point in time was 
the starting quarterback for the Jets. Um, he's He has blossomed big time. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. So this season, he's got a 70% completion percentage this season. Um, he He's third best in the NFL, quarterbacks in the NFL, throwing into tight windows at 45% completion percentage. And I know folks are like, what do you... That's what do they not consider good. a tight window? Well, yeah, well, you know, I'm sure... But no, I'm sure folks are like, 45%, that's not good. He is... He, in, in regard to it, what does a tight window mean? I think it's like, what is it? It's like um, one step, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know what the metrics is or how they mm-hmm. how they gauge that. But... Um, but 45% throwing into a tight window, third best in the NFL. Um, QB rating of passes 20 yards or more, first in the NFL this season. Now, granted, listen, you can argue uh, Tyler Lockett and DJ Metcalf, uh, best one-two punch tandem in the NFL. I I think you can make a case for that, Uh right? I think you can make a case for that. Um, but I just, it's, it. I find it interesting, you know, a lot of times players just need a second. To, it's a few things, right? Number one, players need a second to develop mature, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, not punch teammates in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Number two, it's, it's playing for a head coach and an offensive coordinator and a quarterback coach who knows your game and mm-hmm. who's going to put together a game plan and and put together uh, a roster around you that's going to accentuate your talent and your ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a lot that goes into this. And, and of course, you know, having a, a, a solid, you can argue, uh, top three, top five uh, wide receiving core in the NFL. It's just, mm-hmm. I, I, the, obviously, the stars have aligned very properly for Geno Smith. I mean, listen, this is night and day in regard to what Russell Wilson, just to, just to really solidify my point here, mm-hmm. night and day in regard to what, what Russell Wilson was experiencing uh, with Nathaniel Hackett in Denver, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I guess, you know, my question to you is, are, are, you, are you buying into Geno Smith, and what do you think this Jets defense can expect today? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely buying into Geno Smith, but it's not just buying into him. And I don't think it's just because, you know, he got a fresh start. I think it's a lot of the other things that you mentioned, right? Head coach, coordinator, uh, being on a team or being with a, a group of, um, you know, a coaching staff that understands your game, you know, and is willing to create opportunities for you. They believe in you. So they're trying to make it easy on you. They're not testing you every week to see, can he get this or can he not get this or saying, hey, listen, we know what he can do. Let's go ahead and do this i was having a conversation yesterday and um and i think it was more about russell wilson but i think you know when you're in a situation where you have a, a lot of these you know i would say like coordinators and even like aspiring coordinators those second tier coaches whose names that we don't always know or can't always remember or recognize these are real teachers like they really enjoy teaching and one you know bit of advice i got was just hang around like show up early and stay late and you never know what bits of information you're gonna gather up right and so instead of you know getting in the shower right after and and getting out of there you stay around and as you get older you start to do that and you'll realize you know when people start seeing you put in the work and you put in the time and effort then they're gonna pull you aside and as a defensive player there's 
uh, one of the best things you can do is go and sit with the offensive coordinator and ask him, you know, what are you seeing, you know, out of me, you know, and I'll give you a good example. It's like, well, every time you try to, you know, cover the flat to the right, you know, you, you turn your hips and we know that you're not going to get all the way, you know, to your landmark for whatever reason on the right side of the field you just don't get to the landmark or you know you don't get to your landmark so we tell our guys hey listen he's not going to be there so if you turn around before you know you get to this point on the on the, on the field you'll have a free ball and and things like that you know which you know your coach maybe said it in a different way but now when you're looking at somebody else who just cares about you as a person you know they, they just want you to do well because they see you doing the work those are the things that um, they're they're just they're so crucial to the development, you know. So it's 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 almost everybody in the building. When I played for the Giants, it was everybody in the building, coaching staff. You know, they they try not to step on each other each other's toes, but they will pull you aside and and give you little bits of information. And over time, you can pick up a lot of things. So um, I think situation is huge, you know, for players, especially young players coming into the league nowadays, because there's just not as much time spent in college and not as much focus on the, you know, the basics and, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I am bought into him, but, you know, if he goes to another situation, you know, we could see something different. Um, let's go to Sal in Brooklyn. Sal, got to make it quick, up against a break, but wanted to get you on because we have Jordan Renan, who's going to be joining us next. We're going to hey, switch gears and talk some morning, Giants. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy New Year. Great show. Hey, listen, so on point with everything you're talking about as far as defense and, and players, coaches that can get a player to do what the player can do, not what the coach wants the player to do, and it just don't fit. And another thing with the Jet defense, because you told me go quick, it's not the offense that goes three and out. When they're playing with Wilson, they know that they're going to have to pitch a shutout. So you have to play different, and you're playing under pressure with every snap. When they're playing with White, they know they can give up 10, 12, 15, 20 points. They're still going to be in the game. So it's just it's just a different mindset and a different pressure when you're playing with somebody who's going to give you a little break on that defensive side, not knowing you have to go out and pitch a shutout every down. So it's just the White's the guy. That's all. Bottom line, not that he's a superstar, but he just fits this team, and that's where they're going to go with this guy. Great Sal, thanks for, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. We come back. Jordan Renan will join us. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Anita Marks, Matthias Kiwanuka, and uh, we've got Jordan Renan, who's joining us now for Inside the Numbers, brought to you by Eisner Amper. Jordan, Happy New Year. How you doing? Anita, Kiwi, Happy New Year to you both. Happy New Year. Special 2023. Absolutely. Excited to have you on. Uh, let's dive into it. First and foremost, uh, tell us, I know, uh, from what I understand, some injuries, some surgeries taking place. McKinney back. Tell us who's going to be active and attractive today. Who's now on IR? Who's playing? Who's not? Give us give us that rundown, please. Yeah, the Giants are in pretty good shape now. I mean, Xavier McKinney's back. Uh, really, the only one they're waiting for at this point is Adoree Jackson. And that, I think, is on the horizon. I mean, he's been practicing. He started practicing for real this week. So... I don't think he's that far off. I think if they make the postseason, you're looking at a giant secondary and defense that's really relatively healthy right now. So uh, they're getting to the point where they're in pretty good shape. The offensive line, they're they're all healthy. I mean, you got Nick Gates and Ben Bredesen still making that rotation at, at left guard. And uh, if you're looking at it from a Giants perspective, you know, win today, take week 18. Everybody can rest up, get healthier, and they should be in good shape in that regard. It's great. Really, 
Really, really quick, just to uh, add to this injury report, but on the opposite side for the Colts, defensive end Yannick Ngakwe is uh, having yeah. a throat issue, and so uh, the, uh, the the Colts put him on IR, ending his season. So he is not going to be getting after Daniel Jones today, which obviously bodes well for for this Giants matchup. Kiwi, Colts team yeah. is a mess. I mean, you know, they, they're without the, probably their three best players, Jonathan Taylor. Shaq Leonard and now in Gotway. I mean, this is a, this is a bad Colts team. Let's be honest. Yeah, they're they're definitely beat up. Um, you know, they've they've gone through it. They've been through the ringer. My question, you know, as far as you know, the Giants team is concerned, is, you know, um, are they taking this seriously? Are they looking at this as a playoff game? You're talking about a team with a lot of young players, limited playoff experience. Are they in a, a New Year's game? A lot of distractions. Are they of the mindset? Is their mindset where it needs to be, in your opinion, for what you've seen and your time covering the Giants? Yeah, I think when you talk to guys this week, it was the first time they're under the realization of, like, the situation that they're really in, right? They've, they've been very much uh, following Dave Brian Dable's lead. And, you know, one game at a time, keep the main thing the main thing. And I think this, this week, for the first time, they see what's in front of them, right? There's no, there's no avoiding it. Win and you're in the playoffs, right? Uh, win, and you can enjoy New Year's on New Year's Day and have a fun New Year's Day uh, late, later on today. I think I think that's the perspective the Giants are taking. And you can see this young team now seeing what's in front of them. And if you think about it, it's wild because all the guys that are on this team, right, the, the key players, the guys that have been here for the last three, four, five years, Saquon, Daniel Jones, Julian Love, Xavier McKinney, Dexter Lawrence. These are guys you have to remember. They had never had a winning record at any point in their professional career until this season, right? They obviously have not made the playoffs. They had an outside shot in 2020, needed a couple things to go right in the final week of the season, but they were a 5-10 and 10 team at that point, right? So this is a much different situation. I, I, I think they seem to be focused have kept their focus pretty well despite knowing what's in front of them this week. So again, uh, win and they're in and then what what happens then week 18? Are you anticipating them to rest players week 18 if that happens then, Jordan? Uh, yeah, you know what? I haven't even really gotten to that point to think about it that much but Brian Dable was pretty conservative in preseason so that's kind of all I can base it on at this point. Uh so I would think so, especially since you see a practice on uh, Wednesdays and even Jalen Smith on Thursday this week. You know, guys getting rest. They're getting to that point where I think it's to their benefit. It's been a long season. They're not a deep team. So I do. I, I do think that we probably won't see much of Daniel. Guy players like Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and uh, Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams has been really beat up here. Uh, the last but six or six or eight weeks, so I, I do think that would be the way they go. But hey, you need a, you got to win first, right? And then if you yeah. do, I guess it could be, you could end up in the, I can seven seed. I, I don't. There are some scenarios where I guess that could still happen, but so uh, yeah. So so know, this is so seven Minnesota, so this is, San Francisco. Yeah. So so Minnesota, right. So so really quick, let me just let me set it up for folks that are are listening in their car. They don't have a computer in front of them. 
Right now, the Eagles have the number one seed. If they beat the Saints today, they've locked in the number one seed, which means they can rest players in week 18 against the Giants. Yeah. Okay? Same situation with Giants. They beat the Colts today. They can rest players in week 18. But here's what the difference is. Right now, Minnesota has the number two seed. Again, if Philadelphia wins, Minnesota could rest players. The 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 one seed is is null and void to them going up against the Green Bay Packers. The 49ers have the third seed. So with that being said, and, and, and Kiwi, feel free to chime in here because I'm sure you've been in this situation. Like, you know, is the coaching staff having this conversation as well? Because let's be honest, I think this is a Giants team that just lost to the Minnesota Vikings by a 61-yard field goal. They've got to feel really good about their chances if they face Minnesota in the first round as opposed to having to go to San Francisco and take on the best defense in the NFL. If I'm if I'm the Giants, I am going to decide what I do week 18 to help my situation possibly better my chance of playing the Minnesota Vikings in the first round than the 49ers. But I don't know, do do you know, do teams do that? Do head coaches and general managers like do they strategize that i don't know right yeah i think you definitely you definitely strategize it i think um it's not always something that they would communicate to the players on the field but you can tell you know based on how many reps you're getting at practice during that week or you know how limited the install is so we're not trying to show too many too many new things i think it, it comes along um it comes across that way, and then when you get to the game, you know you can tap out certain players. Because let's be honest, certain players don't benefit from taking an entire week off or having too much time away from it. You can always limit the plays in practice, limit the plays in the game, but you don't want to completely say, "Hey, we're going to rest you." You don't. You can turn your brain off. You know. Jordan. Anita, let me say this: so the Giants win this week. That means they're locked into the 60s. So I think the benefit is. It's out of their hands whether they play Minnesota or San Francisco. That's dependent on how what happens between Minnesota and San Francisco. They would essentially need San Francisco to win both their games and Minnesota lose one of them, and then San Francisco would jump Minnesota, and the Giants would get Minnesota as the three seed. So Got it. So the I Giants are locked at Giants six. Benefit is Got they it. just sit there and wait and see what everyone else does. Got it. So the Giants are locked at six. So really no no strategizing when it comes to week 18, just seeing how the top three fall with the Eagles, the Vikings, and of course the 49ers. Uh, before we let yeah. you go, in any new news uh, on the horizon about Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones in their contract situations? Uh, I just think at this point, obviously they, they're, they're not talking now. They said they were going to wait until after the season. Uh, the Giants to do anything, and they kind of wanted to see how these guys did in the second half and down the stretch, right? The key, a key for both of them, a key piece of the puzzle was seeing if they can stay healthy, right? And look what we're seeing. I think what we have seen is that the two of them have played their way, you know, into the Giants' plans for the future. They were on the cusp, and the Giants wanted to see, all right, is it worth for us investing? Do we really want to build around these guys? And they, and I think what we found out here down the stretch, who have been there pretty much their two best players. Actually, you could even add in a third in Dexter Lawrence. And to me, it's Dexter Lawrence, Saquon Barkley, and Daniel Jones. We've learned a lot about them, and I think the Giants have as well. It would be surprising to me, considering how the late latter part of the season went, if the Giants now move on from any of them. Uh, great stuff. Uh, Kiwi, any, any, any last question for Jordan before we, uh, we, we let him go? 
Yeah, just curious. Are you are you taking Wink's advice? Are you taking the party from last night all the way into the the game? <laughs> I got my 2023 20, glasses on. You know, with the flashing lights. I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Although I, I, like I it. unfortunately, I think what Wink was talking about was, you know, you get your nice buzz on, and I had to wake up super early, and then you keep it going. You know, with the job and all, it's kind of a little different scenario. But I'm gonna enjoy <laughs> that game tonight into the great Monday night game tomorrow. I might, I might take Wink's advice and just. Swing it forward 24 hours. There you go. Jordan, thanks for joining us. Again, Jordan Renan on his way to, of course, the Giants game, taking on the Colts. Amanita Marks, Matthias Kiwanuka, we come back. We'll find out Kiwi's keys to the game, three or four things Giants need to do in order to beat the Colts today. New York game day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. All right, Kiwi, the stage is yours. What are Kiwi's keys to the game for the Giants to beat the Colts today? Okay, so the three keys of the game. Well, the first key um, has already been done. You know, it's whether or not they came into this week, you know, ready to prepare. If they are taking this game seriously, can they be professional? So the first key is, is be a consummate professional during the course of the week when you're playing against a team that you're heavily favored in, knowing that this is a playoff atmosphere, understanding the implications and, and what can come out of this game. So one, just be a professional. Uh, number two, I want them to protect Daniel Jones. Um, he's going to have to do some things in the passing game. Um, but I don't want to see him, you know, I, I love the fact that he loved to, you know, lower his shoulder and, and put the team in the in position. But, you know, at this point in the season, with, with everything on the line, he's got to start thinking about, okay, health, you know, let me let me run this ball out of, you know, be consistent in the passing game. And then um, on the defensive side of the ball, they got to stop the run. They're last in the league in, in rush yards per play. So it's got to be um, – uh, it's got to be very important. It's got to be a, a key of uh, emphasis, you know, to, to get the run stopped because this isn't, you know, you're not you're not just trying to stop the run for this game. You know, people are starting to watch this tape, you know, going in, looking at you as a playoff team, and they're going to install things that are going to be able to pick apart your weaknesses in one week. You know, they're going to throw everything at you that they can. So be a professional, protect Daniel Jones, and some of that is on him himself, and then stop the run on defense. Great stuff. Those are your keys to the game. Quick break. We come back. Matthias and I, we kick off our number two here of New York game day. Uh, take a tour, a landscape uh, of the NFL heading into week 17. What are some of the other big storylines outside the Giants and the Jets? Also, uh, Rich Samini will join us in the next hour uh, from Seattle to give us a preview of what's going on with the Jets. It's Mike White back under center for the Jets, getting ready to take on the Seattle Seahawks, keeping uh, the Jets' playoff hopes alive. And also, we'll have my locks of the week. Went 3-0 and again last week. Watch out. What's my record right now? Hold on. That's right. Hold on one second. What's my record? Oh, I'm 33-15 and 15 on the season. on the season. Hey, now. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks.